0: What's up, guys? Matt Coggins here with another Extra Innings episode of Put Me In, Coach. Of course, if you listened to our main episode this week, we talked a lot about weather delays, and we had this big segment on walk-up music. What are the famous things that players are coming out on the field for? What are some of the the, the historical significance of walk-up music? Where did it come from? Where did this tradition start? All of that is in our main episode that came out on Wednesday. You can find that in the feed. Um, but there was some stuff that we had to cut for time, and the the most important part was Carl had this awesome playlist of songs that he personally wanted to use for his own walk-up music, and I didn't want that to go unlistened to because I loved his picks, I loved uh, everything he had to say about it, and and the significance of if we were ballplayers, how what would our what would our signature be to come up to bat with? So. Uh, We're going to feature that on this bonus episode as well as my own picks that I'm going to kind of cut in in the middle of. As well as our conversation uh, that we're going to start to have weekly as we talk about our favorite team, the Detroit Tigers, how they're doing this year. They're surprising everybody across the baseball world, even us, the fans. They're a game or so out of first place after having an atrocious season last year. Um, So this conversation was recorded on Monday of this week. It's now Friday, of course. The Tigers have done even better than we imagined. Taking two games from Cleveland um, and, of course, uh, having a big series again this weekend. So some of what we say may be a little outdated, um, but regardless, worth the conversation, worth uh, hearing us talk about, you know, how our team is and where we stand and how we feel about them. Um, I didn't want that to go unlistened to either. So, yeah, a cup, a mixed bag of some stuff that had to get cut from the main episode, but I think you'll enjoy. And without further ado, here we go. I I, I put
1: together a small list of songs that that I would I, I would love to walk out to. Do you Do you have? You said that you only really picked one, so I, I'll I'll
0: give you the floor I can get that one out. Darko was like my favorite one that a player uses. I don't know if I have one I would use, I have such a, a sad taste in music that I don't know if any if anything I'd pick would get the crowd pumped up. You have some cool looking ones on your list, though.
1: Oh, yeah. So wh- I'm going to I'm gonna rattle these off, but I'm going to leave a little pause in case you want to. Uh, we talked about this off air. I'm going to mention it. And if it happens, great. And if not, forgive us, because Matt is a, a hardworking man. So I'm not trying to put too much more on his plate. But I'll pause in case he wants to throw 10 seconds of the songs in there. And I will also include them in the show notes uh, if you want to go look for him yourself. Uh, the first one, there's a, a an amazing British band uh, called Idles, I-D-L-E-S. Um, and they just look like a bunch of guys that you would cross the street to get away from. But it's this very ag- aggressive, um, ag- aggressively positive music. They have another song called uh, Television. And there's a line that says, if someone talked to you the way you do to you, I'd put their teeth through. Love yourself. <laughs> quit saying, quit saying such mean stuff about yourself, because if somebody said that about you, I'd punch them in the face. That's the kind of music Damn. they play. But this song is called "Never Fight a Man with a Perm," <laughs> and it rips. It just—you hear that—that that, it's this, it, into the John Beavis on the drums, just banging and slamming. Uh, it would be the crowd would lose its mind. It would be great as a walk up song or a walk out song. Um, yeah. a song. A song from a band that I only discovered this weekend, thanks to the YouTube algorithm is a Belgian band called Gnome, G-N-O-M-E, like, you know, like a garden gnome uh, and their song Ambrosius. It has this great palm muted riff that expands and it turns into a just a, a just a drop D sludgy. It's Belgian stoner rock, uh, but it's got a great groove and just straightforward four on the floor banging drumming. Again, gets the crowd going. Uh, not unlike this next tune uh, that I love so much. The the the, the amazing hip hop artist KRS One. Get yourself up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Matt's going to hear this uh, eventually. He'll listen to it because he's my friend and he'll support me in that. Um, but again, just a another driving, you know, there's this great horn synth kind of thing, driving drums, KRS-One imploring employing you to get yourself up. It's no notes, it's perfect. Um, this is where it gets a little weird and this is where I would start to veer into me personally, trying to share a little bit of my um, personality There is an amazing manga out right now and uh, a companion anime called Chainsaw Man. Mm. Um, I highly encourage you to watch it or read it if you can. But the theme song to this show is a song called Kickback by Kenshi Yonezu. Driving bass line, this grungy, filthy bass line that's distorted. Uh, You can't understand um, many of the lyrics, at least I can't because they're in Japanese. Um, But again, just a real sort of upbeat poppy banger at the same time. Uh, And then lastly, a song from a video game. And not just a song from a video game, but a song from a video game that even if you played it, you might not have heard it because it was in an optional boss battle <laughs> uh, from, the gr- from the great, great game, uh, the solo dev game, meaning developed by one guy. Uh, Toby Fox, the developer of the game, is also the composer of this song, which is called Megalovania. <laughs> and it's just this real synthy driving banger that I think would be fun. And it would be awesome for somebody, uh, some nerd, you know, out in the crowd, who's like, because hey. there's something about, yeah, there's something about baseball. I don't know if you've ever noticed this. We're, we're both musicians as well. Um, and we both travel in musical circles. And I feel like there's a lot of guys that go to baseball games that look like they're in the hold steady or, yeah. you know, like in a, like a punk, like a punk band or something. There's something about baseball that it, 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 it attracts like the like the 26 to 40 year old the pbr musicians. drinkers the pbr drinkers exactly we've we've all we're from we're, we're from the flint music scene we know a lot of guys like that yeah um and then just as a bonus track uh i'd be remiss if i didn't uh tell you that my wife katie uh would like everybody to know that she would walk out to army of me by uh, icelandic pixie rocker uh slash artist slash whatever you want to call her bjork
0: gotta love bjork yeah i would pick oh. any given bjork song for a walkout song oh i love bjork absolutely um, yeah she's so
1: great but uh, army of me in particular is is a, is a is a house favorite
0: you know coming from michigan there's maybe like a white stripe song that would, that would make, like seven nation is kind of a classic uh, just fight song in general. Um, you know what? You know what I pick. I, I think. I think as I was, you were listening off of yours. I was like, you know what? I would do uh, now up to plate. Matt Coggins. That's it.
1: Especially if you, it'd be especially funny if you struck out the uh, <laughs> the the plate appearance beforehand. Yeah, you got me on that slider. That would be mine. <laughs> Uh, that was "Won't Get Fooled Again," uh, by by the Who. Oh no, um, I'm sorry. That that's would be a great
0: That's the CSI one. Miami theme song. I don't know what Who you're oh. talking about. <laughs>
1: I don't know. I was like, that's the Who.
0: Yeah, no, I'm, oh. I'm just fucking.
1: So there you go. So that's that's a little bit of insider info on 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 walk up music. Uh, enjoy and uh, wherever the socials are, wherever socials you're on, if you follow us. Drop some in the replies. Let us know what yeah. you, would, you would
0: Maybe we'll pick. make a big, I think it'd be fun to make a big playlist of like fun walk-up music, kind of the, some of the stuff that you picked here. And we will do a little walk-up uh, Spotify playlist to supplement this episode. Yeah,
1: I think that'd be great. And uh, the White Stripes song I would go with is Blue Orchid.
0: Oh, that's a good one. That whole album is good. What's up, guys? It's Matt here cutting in with my own walk up music and i'm doing this a little after the fact cuz i had to take a couple days to to think about it uh having never actually been a baseball player it made it kind of hard to imagine myself walking up to anything but i think i got a bit of a list and i'm going to walk you guys through kind of my thought process a little bit different than Carl's um my first one maybe a little more traditional walk up music it's a uh, uh, decently heavy rock and roll song. It's got a beat. It's got this this crunchy guitar. It's a song called "Goddamn" by Flip Turn. Just an all around fun band. Uh, Flip Turn. This is from their most recent album called Shadow Glow. I really love this band. This is a kind of uh less characteristic song from them in that it's kind of heavy and crunchy and and uh, Upbeat. They're a little more of an indie rock band, but this one would get me pumped. This one would get the fans pumped. Kind of the song that you can throw on and just scream to, and I think that that kind of fits walk-up music in general. Um, My other pick would, kind of along the same vein, is a song called Leagues Below by Hawkinson. Now, Hawkinson is one of my all-time favorite bands. They're also one of the best local bands to have ever come out of the Flint, Michigan area, where Carl and I kind of hail from. Um, uh, when they came out with this album, it was the summer of 2012, and it, it, it kind of defined that period of my life. I absolutely adore this album, this band, this song, and I think that this would be a good you know, hometown connection. It'd be a good song to pump everybody up, and it just it just rocks. So, my next pick, and this is probably gonna be a little more cliche, but one of the all time greatest I'm gonna fuck you up songs is X Gonna Give It To You. X Gonna Give It To You.
1: Fuck, wait for you to get it on your own. X Gonna Deliver To You.
0: By the one and only, the legendary DMX. Now, I love DMX, he is probably one of my all time favorite artists in general, and this song, it deserves to be played when you're about to kick somebody's ass, right? (laughs) As are many uh, DMX songs. This This is no exception. This is the I'm gonna come and kick your ass song. This is the song I would have them put on for me when it's the bottom of the ninth and you're down a run and you need that clutch RBI. This is the song for me. And kind of as I mentioned too, in, in the show, uh, kind of offhand joke, I said, oh, of course, my, my walk-up music would be the CSI Miami theme. I know it Won't Get Fooled Again by The Who. Yeah! Honestly, that song kind of rocks and would be great walk-up music. I thought of other classic rock songs like Cashmere by Led Zeppelin Um, would probably be a good pick. But that one, I think, gets played a lot. For walk-up music won't get fooled again by the who with that legendary scream uh that comes in from the break that would that's how you would start it off you'd have that huge roger daltrey scream and then the big pete townsend guitar riff um that to me would be, i'm a lifelong who fan i used to be in a who cover band uh so that would kind of speak to me and in my childhood as well and my final pick i think every player deserves to have their funny walk-up music a, a song that that kind of gets people giggling in the stands we mentioned the spongebob theme being somebody's walk-up music and i want the seinfeld theme to be my walk-up music it's actually my ringtone on my phone if I don't have it on vibrate occasionally my alarm clock when the alarm clock goes off it's the Seinfeld theme I'm a lifelong Seinfeld fan I'd like to imagine that if I'm playing baseball I'd be playing it in New York you know um and and what better way to 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 be you know uh a New York baseball player a Seinfeld fan you come on with that as you walk up to plate, uh if you got a hit, you know, after after coming on to that sick baseline, you kinda deserve it. You know, one of the Mets minor league affiliates, the Brooklyn Cyclones, every year has a Seinfeld night where they have an Elaine dance-off, they have celebrity appearances, uh, you know, John C uh, John Hurley, is that his name? John Hurley, who plays Jay Peterman, he makes a lot of appearances there. This year they're giving away a George Costanza um marine biologist bobblehead for the night i'm gonna be there it's this august and um just thinking about seinfeld in general there's a lot of baseball lore in seinfeld uh jerry seinfeld is of course a huge mets fan so like that to me would be a that would be a big statement to come out with the seinfeld theme As walk-up music why not so i got a little bit of michigan i got a little bit of rock and roll i got a little bit of dmx i think i covered my bases Pun intended. Thank you guys for listening. And, you know, in the comments, in, in our uh, Spotify questionnaire, let us know, what's your walk-up music? What is the song that you're going to play to get people pumped when they hear you coming up to bat? It's a signature thing. It's a thing that says this is my personality, this is my life. Deal with it. Uh, well, now moving on to our final section of the pod where we talk about our favorite team in a section called Tiger Talk. So how about them Tigers, huh? <laughs>
1: yeah, they are, I, I I wanna give you credit. I wanna give you credit for something because you were the first person who brought it to my attention that they were destroying everybody who wasn't in the AL East. Yep. And I, I mentioned it in a a thread in the Tigers subreddit. I, I refer to you as a friend. I We're coworkers <laughs> at best. My associate um, mentioned.
0: Kidding.
1: Yep, a guy that I talk into a microphone with um i i said that he brought up an excellent point at that time they were 9 and 1 against non team or al east teams and then 2 and 14 against everybody else and then they went on to sweep the mets and then take 2 out of 3 this weekend in st louis and now then there was an entire post in the tigers subreddit about it and people were still kind of losing their minds and it's been impressive they they played extremely good baseball the last week yes
0: for a team that everybody thought was supposed to be really shitty this year, and still a lot of people do think that, which is blowing my mind. Um, you know, if you look at the Vegas odds for where the Tigers are supposed to finish this season, Vegas still says they're going to finish fourth in the AL Central, which I don't think is going to be the case. So take that bet, folks. No.
1: <laughs> yeah, I said at the beginning of the season, I thought realistically that they could finish third uh i didn't think chicago was gonna have a good year i didn't think they were gonna have this bad of a year Yeah. but i really thought that the tigers could sneak up on them and that 70 to 73 wins was realistic uh, i thought their ceiling was 500 and now i'm starting to think that maybe 500 is realistic and that their ceiling is potentially 84 could be you know, like i mean i mean especially with the new balance schedule where they're they're not going to see too much they're going to see the AL East more but they're not going to see so much of the AL East and they're going to see every national league team and they beat up on the National League they have the third best record of of they showed a statistic in the game yesterday of the best records uh, I'm, I'm trying to think the best way to describe it but the best records of teams against a, a, a an interleague mm-hmm. opponent and the tigers have the third best record uh, uh specifically against the cardinals they have been beating up on the cardinals since interleague play started wow. um and the top of the top 5 four of the uh teams are american league teams that have like the best overall records against a National League opponent. The fifth team is the New York Mets. And I can't remember who their, hmm. like, uh, basically American League rival was, but the Tigers have historically done really well in interleague play. They, there was, I think, the year they went to uh, the World Series in 06, they were 15 and 1. Jeez. Or some some crazy yeah, nonsense. You still couldn't like beat that. them in
0: the World Series. That's such a bummer.
1: <laughs> um, yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I want to talk about that Mets series. It's probably going to feel like ancient history uh, by the time this episode comes out. But the Mets. And I, I think we mentioned this a little bit on the last Tiger talk. The Mets came into town assuming it was going to be a sweep. And that is sort of the mindset that a lot of teams facing bad teams, although I don't think you should be allowed to call the Tigers a bad team. People are, still are for some asinine reason. Um, but that mindset, Jerry Blevins mentioned that it's it's referred to around baseball circles as playing down to your opponent, as if to say, yeah. oh, well, we're going to beat them easily, whatever. And the Mets got swept, and, and the reaction was less... The Tigers are a good team, and more the Mets are a bad team. Now the Mets have been playing pretty bad lately, but I think it's unfair to not give the Tigers credit for the the team that they've put on the field and the games that they've been playing.
1: Absolutely, it, it happened against the Cardinals too. Uh, apparently, in in extra innings on this, it was the Saturday game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Tigers took the lead in the in the top of the tenth, and then Nolan Arenado, which at that point I feel like you need to sub in a, a different runner because he's in the bottom ten percent. Uh, of sprint speed and made yeah he's so slow, so slow. He's on second base. Uh, guy at the plate hits a hard grounder to first. Spencer Torkelson whips around, whips it over to Andy Abanez to who to his credit made an excellent pick. And Arenado just ran into him, and it, he was out by nine or ten feet. And yeah. the Cardinals broadcasters were not saying what was Arenado thinking, doing that, not checking you know checking the play, but. Wow, that was a terrible decision by Spencer Torkelson.
0: How can you say that? He's out. It's not a bad decision you, you, if the guy's a, out.
1: You <laughs> you you started the inning with a runner on second and nobody out and now you have a runner on first and one out and you should ideally have runners on first and second or a runner on second with one out still. Instead, you're doing this and then somehow still finding a way to shit on the Tigers. Yeah. Always. It would be easy to make that 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 you know hindsight review of the situation and go oh yeah that was a bad call but that's what's happening for the tigers right now and like i said to you offline i think we're seeing the tigers start to believe in their se- themselves mm-hmm. spencer Torkelson is starting to hit javi baez is starting to hit javi's average is up over 260 now or it was over 260 at one point this weekend he was hitting under 200 just a couple weeks yes. ago uh before the tunnel uh, incident exact- <laughs> Before the tunnel incident, Zach, sure. I, I I, think what we're seeing right now is sort of like the JV version of what the Yankees had in 98, hmm. like a team that wasn't superstars. You had your Paul O'Neill's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to forget a couple of guys, your Bernie Williams, like there was no like one big star on that team. They were just a team of solid contributors. And that's what we're seeing right now. The Tigers won six in a row with guys that are otherwise considered castoffs and i th- we're finally seeing what w- you and i both have been talking about all offseason which is give Scott Harris a chance. Yeah. There th- these young guys are getting their chances, getting their at bats, getting the experience, learning and it's starting to pay off. And then these free agents that you want them all to sign are going to be like, "Oh damn, if they could if whatever they're doing in Detroit can make these guys play better, then what could they possibly allow me Shohei Ohtani to do I should go to Detroit I'm just saying okay obviously I'm being facetious with the Shohei thing but free agents are going to our free agents are going to see that things are changing in Detroit and they're going to want to come here absolutely and so this is this is the foundation this season is going to be a foundational season
0: I think guys like uh, Andrew Chafin you know left Detroit because of of the culture I think somebody like Carlos Correa didn't want to come to Detroit because of the kind of town that it is if you can put a competitive baseball team on the field with, with uh, Matt Vierling, who is only going to get 100 plate appearances in Philly, and now he's a full-time starting player in Detroit, you're like, oh, oh, shit, that's nuts. You know the craziest stat that came out of this week? Javi Baez hasn't struck out once in seven straight games. Javi Baez. That's,
1: that's insane. And, and I, but I've noticed that he's still swinging at those sliders, you know, you know, in that are, he's not swinging at the ones that are in the left-handed batter's box, but he's still swinging at those sliders down and away, but he's making contacts. Yes. He's, he's, and he's, he's putting them in play. He's not trying to do too much with it. He's hitting the ball where it's pitched and he's making contact and he's getting on base. And that's what we expected from Javi Baez. He also hit that tank uh in, you know into the into like the second section of the seats out yeah. there in in left field at in comerica park it's like 420 something feet just a absolute bomb and uh yeah i i, I think we're starting to see the, the 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 early signs of of what we can expect with it for the next three to five years from this organization and i am i'm trying not to get too excited <laughs> because there will be like yesterday. Jake Rogers hit that grand slam to put him up six to four. Yeah. Or six to three. Excuse you, six to three, six to four. And then they ended up losing twelve to six yeah. very quickly. Kind of a fall apart getting <laughs> in the middle of that.
0: But the yeah you know, when I see the Tigers are down, oh no, they're down by three. Last year I would have been like, Fuck, game's over. Go home. It's done. Yep, it,
1: exactly. Nowadays
0: it's sort of like, Oh, we can come back from that can come back we can hit a jake rogers can hop out there and hit a grand slam no problem it's kind of nice to believe in your team for once and uh very refreshing i noticed that that yesterday i was
1: absolutely i was getting ready to go to the grocery store and i wanted to see the end of that that the top of that inning and they got on base they got on they kept getting on and they loaded it up and then rogers hit the grand slam and then my poor wife who caught the, the the bug that was tormenting our house She was, she happened to wander from downstairs and I'm like, I'm jumping up and down and pumping my fist and screaming. And she's like, could you
0: fucking not (laughs) enough?
1: And then she, yeah. And then I I was like, that's the guy that hit the grand slam. And I pointed at her as Jake Rogers wearing the red wings helmet. And she's like, she said, he looks like somebody's dad who showed up to the game and asked to wear a Jersey. And they were like, well, he fixed that leaky pipe so let's give him an at bat
0: jake of course and is our he... is our mascot for the podcast he's got the legendary uh ludicrous mustache so we're always gonna love on yeah. jake
1: oh yeah no he's the he's, he's the best I, I i friggin love him he seems like you said he's 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 the dude
0: i do want to finish tiger tuck Talk by talking a little bit about probably our least favorite player jonathan scope who <sighs> yeah by all by all metrics Started to become a shitty player the second he signed an extension with Detroit in 2021. (laughs) Um, He's kind of a veteran. He's always been a great defender and hasn't always been a bad hitter. In fact, when he started with the Tigers, he was decent, decently solid. That's why they extended him in 2021. I was in favor of extending him in 2021 because I was like, well, who else is going to play second base? And now the guy can't hit to save his life um, at all. (laughs) Even when he gets a hit, it's a single at best or he gets thrown out trying to extend a single at worst. Um mm-hmm. pretty much always if there's an opportunity to hit into a double play, he will do that. Um
1: Yep, never never saw a double play opportunity he didn't pass up.
0: What's the, you know, the the true outcomes in baseball? Well, the true outcomes of a Jonathan Scope at bat are either a strikeout or if there's men on base, hitting into a double play. This guy sucks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's unlocked the fourth the hidden fourth true outcome. <laughs>
0: um i don't like and so miguel Cabrera's is not hitting it either but miguel cabrera gets to be on this roster because it's his farewell tour and he earned it. you know he's a tiger's legend i don't care if he's below the mendoza line i don't care if his you know ops is like two or you know point two um i don't have the stats in front of me Mickey's not doing that great this year but he doesn't have to he's 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 a a sort of I don't know, ceremonial roster spot, but Jonathan Scope is playing terribly at a time when we could have guys up in his position. Uh, The difference is you can't send him down to the minors. You'd have to designate him for assignment. And that's a hard decision to make for a team. Do you think Jonathan Scope should get the fuck out of here?
1: Uh well the Tigers did just send Spencer Turnbull down to the I, we didn't mention that but it kind of ties into this. Something's clearly not right with Spencer Turnbull, but Spencer Turnbull is at a completely different point uh a, of his career than Jonathan Scope is. Mm-hmm. Um my opinion is y- y- you keep I mean unless it gets bad or unless there's a cultural shift in the clubhouse, you keep him and then just let him let him walk because something else that was mentioned during the broadcast this weekend was that spencer turnbull or excuse me spencer torkelson gave jonathan scope credit for giving him the idea to make that throw to third base uh jonathan scope for all of his foibles at the plate is still an elite defender and you can't you can't discount that yes gold glove and so uh, it, final yep. like
0: top three in gold glove votes last year he's good Yep. as a defender
1: yep yep so, so as long as he's willing to continue to play that role for the team and not be a distraction in the clubhouse and not you know say well wh- wh- where am i at bats what what, what what am i what am i doing um y- you keep him but miggy to your point he's earned it he's completely earned it this is the end of his career and he gave so many so many of his best years including a lot of times they talk about uh it's uh Jaws is the uh, stat, and I can't remember what it means, but it basically it, it accounts for their their seven year peak. And mm-hmm. I'm looking at Baseball Reference right now from two, 2010 to 2016, so seven seasons. The t- Miguel Cabrera from 2010 to 2016 was just the the best i mean yeah just his home run totals from that time 45 48 40 26 52 28 31 oh and there were back-to-back mvps and a triple crown in there you give an or you give an organization those seven seasons two mvps and a triple crown and two appearances in the world series you keep him around you let him say goodbye you let him go from town to town get cheese hats and big cowboy hats and cowboy boots and barbecue and whatever they want to give him he's he's earned it and he has proven to be a a person who wants to be a face of this organization. Same thing with, but you know, to a much smaller degree, Jonathan scope to your point to answer your question. Yes. I think he stays as long as he is willing to contribute in the way that the team needs him to contribute.
0: Yeah. I think that Hinch clearly sees he's not the player that he used to be because he doesn't get at bats as much. He only starts a game or two, a series uh, in favor of a guy like McKinstry or, um, uh, um is the new guy they just called up uh infield position so like it's clear from the lineups that Hinch sees okay this guy isn't starting caliber anymore um i know a lot of people are excited for prospect like uh malloy who's been playing pretty solid in triple a but isn't a good defender and on, on yesterday's game proved we committed three errors four errors in the game yep uh you need a good defender um, Nick Maton, he ain't that quite yet. He's barely a good hitter either. Um, we're just kind of swept up in, in the excitement around him because he's been hitting a bunch of walk-off home runs. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of hard. It's kind of hard, and I, I kind of agree. You got to only defa a guy uh, like Nomar Mazzara in 2021 who just was doing nothing mm. on either side of the ball. Yep. At least Scope's got some positive qualities about him. Um, just stop striking out. Or stop a double plays. Like I'd rather have a strikeout than a double play. Aye, aye, aye. What is his WAR this season? Do you have that up?
1: It's negative. I, I, <laughs> I, I that much I know. Uh, but if you give me just like half a second, I know Miggy's at like a negative, uh, 5 at this point. So let's see here. Jonathan Scope, how bad are you this year? Uh, negative point one. That's He's hitting uh, below the Mendoza line. No. Compared, uh, let's see here. Considering how bad he's hitting,
0: to to only be you know a fraction of a of a negative WAR, that's kind of impressive. That means his defense has no, been that, pretty solid.
1: Exactly, and and WAR again takes takes defense into account. So that's where he's getting that boost because otherwise, fifty six at bats, eleven hits, three doubles, no home runs, no RBI, five walks to fourteen strikeouts, a one ninety six batting average uh an ops of 512 uh that's two numbers added up uh because the p stands for plus so that is on base plus slugging his on base is 262 (laughs) his slugging is 250 um that's not good you want an ops up around 900 yeah Yeah.
0: no rbis contributing nothing to the run game all right jonathan we'll hold on to you maybe somebody wants him maybe somebody's like you know what he could help out here in this team i don't know which one um whatever that was tiger talk (laughs) Well, thank you guys so much for listening to this bonus episode of Put Me In Coach, this extra innings episode, if you will. Of course, you can find us on our social medias, uh, Put Me In Pod, and on our website, putmeincoachpod.com. Our regular scheduled episode will be on Wednesday. So have a great weekend and enjoy some beautiful weather and some beautiful baseball.